With the outbreak of war in Ukraine, Taiwan's representative office in Russia organized a charter bus to evacuate its nationals from the war-torn country. It picked up 13 Taiwanese in the capital, Kyiv, and then five more along the way before crossing the Polish border at 8 p.m. Saturday. The trip took 46 hours due to traffic jams caused by people fleeing the country. Let's hear from the Ministry of Foreign Affairs. After 46 hours, our evacuation bus passed through the border checkpoint and is now safe inside Poland. The evacuees can decide if they want to return to Taiwan or head to other safe destinations. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs says there are still 14 Taiwanese inside Ukraine, including seven in Kyiv, two in the south and three in the country's eastern region, all of whom have decided to stay put. In addition, a mother and son in the country's western region have decided to take shelter in Lviv with the woman's Chinese husband. MOFA says it's keeping touch with every one of them and will help with their evacuation should the situation call for it. The blue and yellow colors of the Ukrainian flag were projected on major landmarks in Taipei and Kaohsiung over the weekend as the two cities showed their support for the war-torn Eastern European country. Taipei 101 blazed with yellow and blue lights on its upper floors while Kaohsiung celebrated the Taiwan Lantern Festival with blue and yellow lights projected on the city's iconic landmarks. Kaohsiung Mayor Chen Ximai said that acts of war should be condemned and that the color displays symbolized prayers for peace. On the second to last night of the Taiwan Lantern Festival, the Kaohsiung Music Center sparkled with blue and yellow lights. Meanwhile, the old iron bridge spanning Kaohsiung's Love River was also emblazoned with the same blue and yellow colours, symbolising that Kaohsiung residents are determined to pray for the Ukrainian people. I really didn't know what the Ukrainian flag looked like. I think it's really good to express support. Think about Ukraine. Think about Taiwan. We should express our support. As long as you are able to speak, you should be saying something about this. There was an outburst of support from the public for the actions of the Kaohsiung city government. In addition to the Kaohsiung Music Centre, another cultural landmark, the National Kaohsiung Centre for the Arts, known as Wei Wuying, was adorned with the colours of the Ukrainian flag. Starting last night, we lit up the Kaohsiung Lantern Festival with blue and yellow lights to symbolize the Ukrainian flag and show our support for the valor of the Ukrainian people in resisting aggression. I believe peace is a universal human value. Unilaterally destroying the peaceful status quo and using force to invade Ukraine should be severely condemned. At 6.30 p.m. on Saturday night, the 59th and the 60th floors of Taipei 101 were lit with the colours of the Ukrainian flag in a prayer for peace, amid hopes that the international situation will stabilise and that the relentless war between Ukraine and Russia can end soon. International oil prices continue to soar, pushed up by the Russo-Ukrainian war. In the last few days, the price of Brent crude has reached 101 U.S. dollars a barrel, and local fuel prices are set to rise again this week. 
State-run oil refiner CPC says starting Monday, the price of gasoline will rise by half an NT per liter and diesel 0.4 NT. After these adjustments, a liter of 92 unleaded will hit 30.7 NT per liter and 95 unleaded 32.2 NT in a seven-year and four-month high. The price of 98 unleaded has shot up to 34.2 NT per liter and diesel 28.5 NT. Within less than a month, oil prices have risen three times with a cumulative increase of 2 NT per liter. This means if you fill up your car with 50 liters of fuel, you'll be paying an extra 100 NT compared to January. Well, after weeks of wet and cold weather, the sun finally came out in northern Taiwan just in time for the 228 Peace Memorial Day long weekend. After having been cooped up for so long, people flocked to tourist spots like Taipei Zoo. But don't put away your winter coats yet. The Central Weather Bureau says the coming week will see temperatures fluctuate as the northeast monsoon retreats and advances several times. It's the second day of the 228 holiday long weekend and the sun is out. Parents couldn't wait to take their kids to the zoo. Crowds queued up for tickets and then did their obligatory check-in registrations with their smartphones, followed by hand disinfection and temperature taking. Epidemic prevention measures still needed to be followed. In the giant panda house, the slothful animals made an appearance, thrilling the kids. The zoo was filled with crowds on this pleasant day. Ticket sales revealed that on the first day of the long weekend, there were 23,141 visitors. Even more people turned up on the second day. Before 10 o'clock a.m., visitor numbers had surpassed 4,000, twice the amount on a weekday. Back in the city, Da'an Forest Park also saw big crowds in the morning. Parents took their kids out for a bike ride or for a play in the sandpit. The fair weather has been caused by the weakening of the northeast monsoon. But after Tuesday, things will change as the northeast monsoon strengthens again. We expect the weather to fluctuate three times in the coming week. Today, which is the 27th, is the first wave. The next time northeast monsoon intensifies will be on March 2nd, and the third time it intensifies will occur on March 5th. After the 228 holiday, the weather will become unstable, with temperature fluctuations brought on by the successive strengthening and weakening of the northeast monsoon. Northern and eastern regions will see sporadic rainfall. Daytime and nighttime temperatures will also vary greatly. The fair weather over the long weekend led to large crowds at tourist destinations, and that also means traffic jams. The Freeway Bureau is advising motorists to set out as early as possible to avoid getting stuck in traffic. The government today reported 16 local and 44 imported cases of COVID. 11 of the local cases are connected to a cluster at a private preschool in Taoyuan with three families, including a large family of six, all testing positive. 
A teacher who works at an elementary school attended by one of the preschool children's siblings also tested positive. Over 1,000 people connected to these schools' workplaces and infected families are now undergoing home quarantine. Let's hear from Taoyuan's mayor. Ninety people connected to the staff and families of the preschool are quarantined at home, and the entire preschool will be closed for 14 days. At Taoyuan Municipal Guanyin Elementary School, 1,036 people were tested. There are now more than 1,000 people quarantined at home who are connected to the preschool, elementary school and workplaces with COVID cases. The Taoyuan city government is conducting follow-up investigations to ensure community safety. In addition, there were five new cases in New Taipei, four of whom are the parents, sister and a fellow employee of an infected hot pot restaurant worker. According to a recent survey, social media is having a profound impact on the mental health of children and teens. The survey found that 87% of children and teens have experienced FOMO, otherwise known as the fear of missing out. This describes the perception that everyone else is having more fun and it comes with feelings of jealousy and anxiety. The survey also found that social media can threaten the privacy and self-esteem of youths. Our very own Stephanie Yang has more. Due to the pandemic, many youth have been spending more time online. The student thinks that this shift to the online world has drastically affected interactions in real life. When I attended online classes, I very much felt like I didn't have classmates for a semester. When I got back together with them, I felt like I didn't know what to chat about. I sit behind them, and they don't turn around to look at me. Instead, they use social networking apps to text me. They send me hearts, and it feels like a relationship is very good. But in real life, when we're standing right next to each other, there are no common topics to talk about. It's all surface level. There's less and less in common between people now. According to a survey by the Child Welfare League Foundation, 87% of children and teens have experienced FOMO or fear of missing out. This refers to the sense that other people are having better experiences than oneself. When I see my classmates travel, go shopping or enjoy feasts, I can't help but be a bit jealous because they are in a situation where they can spend like that. It makes me wish that I also had the financial power to spend like that. A mental health expert says that FOMO has become a common affliction. If they compare the numbers of friends they have, they might feel some anxiety. They might experience emotional ups and downs. They might be easily angered by family or feel very depressed and lonely. Sometimes it also affects the body. Symptoms like poor sleep. Some may have heart palpitations, chest tightness, etc. The survey also found that 26.5% of children and teens had received inappropriate or unusual requests from other social media users. That marks an increase of 6.3% from two years ago. I felt very confused because there were strangers or acquaintances wanting to add me. I didn't know whether I should accept the request. If I reply to him and say that I'm a girl, he might send me inappropriate photos that make me feel very uncomfortable. 
Besides well-known social media like Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, new platforms have recently emerged. According to the Child Welfare League Foundation, one social network experts are concerned about is Zenly. We investigated the social apps that children use. We found that the top four are Facebook, Instagram, and the instant messaging apps, Messenger and Line. We are more worried about the impact of newer types of social media. There is a new social media platform called Zenly. You can track someone's actions 24 hours a day. If the child forgets to turn off location sharing or to uninstall it at home, the friends or strangers on the internet will know where his home is. Zenly's location services are very detailed, so this could lead to stalking or personal safety issues. Mental health expert Sheila Lee has tips on how to communicate with teens about social media. I think that parents should take time to talk to the children about what they're feeling, to understand their worries and concerns. If children have difficulty concentrating when they're talking to you, if they can't concentrate on tasks or in school, if their grades drop significantly, or if they don't interact with you at home and lock themselves in their room, you should take the initiative to intervene. The Child Welfare League Foundation urges parents to pay more attention to their children's internet usage. If teens feel anxious when using social media, they can contact the Child Welfare League Foundation's service line for assistance. FTV reporter Stephanie Yang and Senshin Han in Taipei. Now this might sound familiar. You're at the office typing away when, bam, a bird smashes into the window. In cities in Taiwan and around the world, glass windows are one of the top killers of birds. This happens because birds don't understand reflective or transparent surfaces and are unable to see windows as solid barriers. But many bird collisions can be prevented. Tonight, in our Sunday special report, we meet the experts who are trying to make our cities safer for our feathered friends. I am a Muller's Barbet, a bird endemic to Taiwan. Like all birds, my favorite thing is flying freely in the sky. Occasionally, I perch myself on treetops. When I get hungry, I look for little bugs and fruit to fill my stomach. There are trees here, some grassland, and pools, so it's easy for birds to want to gather here. Because birds have a higher metabolism, they are always looking for food. Green areas like this have lots of food and insects, so they are always coming back here. To be able to lightly take to the skies, Birds like me have lightweight skeletons composed mostly of hollow bones. Birds have hollow bones because in order to fly, they need to be lightweight, so their bones are hollow. This is why when they run into something, they're prone to bone fractures. Their injuries are more severe than ours would be. On this day, the weather is especially beautiful. I stand on a treetop and cast my gaze. Right in front of my eyes, there is a large, dense forest. I spread my wings and fly at full speed toward the large forest. I never could have expected that this flight would bring my life to an end. Humans have a name for what happened to me. They call it a window kill. It turns out that I am not the only victim. In the U.S. alone, up to one billion birds die each year after crashing into windows. In Taiwan, the most common site of window kills is school campuses.
This is Looming Plaza at National Taiwan University. Because there are many trees here, whenever they fruit, this place becomes a restaurant for birds. It attracts large flocks of birds. Jenny Xie and Claire Kan are members of NTU's task force for window kills. The issue came to their attention after they noticed the birds that were dropping dead on campus. On the task force, they put their observation skills to use to tackle the problem. Why are there so many birds that die from window collisions on campus? We would say it's because the campus ticks all three boxes. The three boxes are, first, lots of buildings. The second is lots of trees. The third is lots of people. When there are lots of buildings, there are more structures with windows, so it's easier for birds to smash into them. Since 2020, students at NTU have taken steps to reduce window collisions by birds. Let's take the location we're at now. This is a location where quite a few window kills occur. There are actually two reasons why a bird might fly into a window. The first reason is windows like that one over there. That piece of glass is very transparent. So if a bird wants to get to the place behind the glass, it will fly right into the glass and be injured. So we'd say that the reason here is the see-through pane. The other reason is windows like these over there. Perhaps a bird wants to go to the foliage that is reflected on the mirror-like surface. It looks into that mirror image and then smashes into it, resulting in injuries or death. This type of incident is called a reflective window kill. That is to say, the perception of birds is confused by the reflective or transparent surface of glass. They don't realize it is a solid barrier when they crash into it, and the result is death or injury. This is the office of the Raptor Research Group of Taiwan, which often takes in injured birds. Veterinarian Wang Lingming is director of the association's rescue center. She is also Taiwan's foremost advocate for measures that prevent window collisions. Because this one ran into glass, it might have a slight spinal injury. Just now, when we opened the box, it didn't get up on its feet. But that might be because it's somewhat nervous. That might be why it didn't stand up. The crested goshawk sometimes does this. Because it had crashed into glass, we will place it in a padded cage for observation to see if it can stand on its own. Among the 70 to 80 crested goshawks that come to the station each year, about one quarter of them have injuries from crashing into glass. If the bird is raptor or other wild bird that's more robust, when it crashes into glass, it will crash at greater speed. You can imagine that a crash at high speed and a crash at low speed will have different impacts. With a more robust bird, a crash could mean death on the spot. Birds of prey that are sent to the rescue station in time have a shot at recovery. But even so, many will never be able to take to the skies again.
One way to reduce the chance of a crash is placing stickers on windows. To be effective, the stickers have to be placed in a specific density. We can use what's known as a 5 by 10 rule. In the US, they use inches, so they use the rule of 2 by 4. What do I mean by the rule of 5 by 10? That describes the density of your sticker pattern. From left to right, the spacing is 10 centimeters at most. From top to bottom, the spacing must be within 5 centimeters. This means that from top to bottom, there must be a sticker on the window every 5 centimeters. From left to right, there must be a sticker every 10 centimeters. This specific arrangement is needed to change how birds perceive the surface of the window. Office buildings and residential towers are encased in vast expanses of glass, which serve as a death trap for birds. A piecemeal strategy may not be enough to address this problem, which calls for a more top-down approach. In 2019, New York enacted a bill on this. The bill pertains to all updated or new buildings on the lowest seven floors of each building. Bird-friendly materials must be used on 90% of building exteriors. New York became one of America's most bird-friendly cities by requiring bird-safe glass in its laws to reduce collision risk. There's dotted glass and ultraviolet reflecting glass. Dotted glass is like the etched glass that this text describes. Dots are etched onto the surface of the glass. The glazing treatment that I mentioned earlier can also produce this dotted pattern. The other type of glass is UV reflecting glass. As you can see on the left here, the glass produces very light vertical or horizontal stripes. As birds fly past, they may perceive this glass as a fence or a forest. Such glass technologies can keep birds from crashing to their deaths. But one key to their large-scale adoption is cost. It must be said that most architects rule out using this. It's not because they don't care about society. It's because in Asia's construction environment, architects are actually very burdened by cost considerations. They don't want to give the client too much of a burden. Some might contend that wild birds dying is nothing to make a fuss about, let alone to create laws about. But birds play a crucial role in Taiwan's ecosystem. As cities expand and natural habitats shrink, birds will need more and more help with navigating our world.